Thank you for joining us on Vagina Talks. I'm thrilled to have you here and I want to have you everywhere we are. So I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. That is where you can support, become a member, join the virtual temple, get behind scenes, all the good stuff, support this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the medicine, the free flow, the real, 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 real talk. Would love to have you as part of the community over there. Consider yourself invited. Come on over. I'm Samantha Rise, and welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about to and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wise One. You already know everything they can teach you. You already know everything they could say. We are here to remind you what you already, already, already know. I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him, and that in fact it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person, and that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks. And at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from and I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one. So feel free to chime in as we go along. Without further ado, today's episode. Hi friend, it's Sophia and we are back on Vagina Talks. I am here in a basement, in a sacred basement. It's just you and me today. So... I invite you to take a couple breaths and get settled. I'm tenderized by weeping. I feel like there's so much to share. And I just sat down to record this episode and took a few breaths and took a few more breaths and took a few more breaths and then finally settled and realized I was just going to sit in silence for... 12 minutes. So I did. Practice number, I don't know, five for the day. It's deep what we're in right now. I invite you to take a couple breaths and like join me in that deep place. 
if you would. You can just witness me if you want. And I also invite you to like slow and settle in your heart. I am recording in a beloved friend's sanctuary meditation space this quiet nook and what I'm feeling what I think we are feeling in so many ways is the inhabitants of our love I'll speak really specifically for me what I'm in this visceral literal clitoral space I've been praying for a few years to feel my heart and feel the back of my heart I had this space in my spine that I couldn't feel as well as the rest of it and I began to to work with this space of weaving my my connection my experience I used to think people always lightened their touch in that one place and I had this feeling of like no but that's where I want more touch and uh, it took me a few years to realize that people weren't lightening their touch I just couldn't feel it as well and it went from feeling like I didn't notice to having this like lack of less sensation to this awareness of the numbness into the movement first was into pain which is often the case when we have a place of numbness in us anywhere often what's kind of tucked behind numbness is pain often like the dance of anger tucked behind our anger or underneath our anger is grief they often do this weaving together and in the past few months I've been having more and more opening and more and more connection and feeling and in the past few days really I mean, it's obviously, it's like continuous, right? Like, where do we ever start the story? Like, 400,000 million years ago in another parallel dimension, or like six minutes ago. I was feeling, having these experiences in different spaces, in like yoga or in martial arts or while I was giving someone else a session, I was feeling more and more of this territory this kind of painful and also not painful, just a little bit of sensation. And just in the past few days, I've felt this space open. It's so tender. I felt this space open. And all this ideas all these ideas started to pour out 
And this is the part where I can really say, like, it's not, it's not just me. I've been having a lot of conversations with people, friends, students, clients, strangers. In the past couple of weeks, it's been, right, it's actually been on my heart. And as well as people coming forward to me and sharing with them this space of feeling our heartbreak and feeling what we love and feeling this inability to keep loving the way that we used to love or relating to love the way, the way we used to relate. Because in some ways it feels like, was that really love? Like I'm loving, doing my best, but was, was that dynamic, was that space love? A lot of reckonings happening the question I've been asking myself this week is am I willing to be that sane am I willing to be that sane and it started at this moment when I was in Taos and uh there's this practice, this systema practice where you start the day by dumping a bucket of cold water over yourself and bare feet outside, naked, preferably, I, I believe. And uh, and I have these friends who have a, a well, like a spring on their land, and one of them does it every day. And the invitation was, do you want to go outside? And, you know, they were going to go and do that and their partners there with me and we're like are we going to go do that and what came out of my mouth was it's so sane you know going outside and dumping this bucket of water it's so sane and if you don't know part of the reason it's so sane is because of the way that it uh, activates the body like physically the way that it wakes up and stimulates circulation and flushing and activating and kind of brings you in on one level another reason it's so sane is because when we work with cold water like that it's it helps a lot with our neuro reactivity or rather our neuro responsivity uh, meaning we can use cold water stimulus as a way to practice staying present with really abrupt changes and so the more we engage in cold water practices the more uh, neurological pathways we have accessible to ourselves to stay present when we get a, like, you know, that to us so that it's a, it's a practice. So it's, it's, it's deeply sane. Um, and if you haven't done this, you know, flipping your water to cold um, at the end of your shower or doing a sauna or a heat practice and then jumping into cold water, when we learned hydrotherapy, when I was in massage school, you know, the practice recommendation was once, like to do it three times, recommended do it three times and end on the cold. And that is this really great way of flushing the muscles, flushing the nervous system, all this stuff. So it's really sane. That's what I'm saying. It's really sane to go outside in the bare feet and receive this water blessing, this spring water, like, you know, yeah, there's snow on the ground. Yeah. It's temporary. It's sensation. It's, it's, it's potent. 
medicine and it's also stabilizing medicine the more we do it. And I had, I've been over the fall kind of just by my own, I've just been in my own practice separate from this invitation, been doing more cold water, uh, therapies for myself anyway. So, so, and yet, right. The like obvious part of this statement is that like the way in which even my, my first instinct was kind of be like, Oh my God, that sounds so crazy. Like, Oh, what a crazy idea. But as soon as I even started to think that I couldn't think that. And what I thought was what a sane idea. And then I said, Oh, what a sane idea. And then I said, Oh, oh, oh my gosh, what a sane idea. Like, Oh gosh, I don't know if I want to do that. It's such a sane idea. It's such a sane idea. And then I said to myself, am I willing to be that sane? To which my answer was yes. Yes, I'm willing to be that sane. I am willing to be sane in a world that tells us crazy things are sane and sane things are crazy. I'm willing to be sane. I'm willing to say yes to the things that are nourishing and restoring and balancing and medicinal and kind. And I'm willing to say no to the things that are depleting and exhausting and excruciating and uh, repetitive to predictable results that are unsatisfactory. And that's the piece that I'm seeing all of us in right now that feels so tender is this awakening. And for some people, it's a rude awakening. And for some people, I had that. I had some of that tonight, this feeling of like, <laughs> I didn't use the word rude then, but it's, it's like offensive, you know, of just being like, oh, seeing that is just admitting that is like, it's offensive to my sensibilities that I've cultivated. Like, I don't want to look there. I don't want to admit that. And yet if the question is, am I willing to be that sane or am I willing to look there? Am I willing to, to admit that then this like heart pouring, this like womb softening feeling that says like, yes. Yes, and this phrase that I, you know, use that I think communicates a, hmm, a phrase is at all costs, you know, and I'm, I'm open to see another way of, of communicating that <sighs> maybe with a different edge to it, that sense of like willing to risk it all. And that sense of all the things that I've loved and enjoyed and all the things that didn't work, I'm willing to risk it to any of those things, like the the comforts or the discomforts, to arrive in something that is sustainably functional. And one of the places that this is showing up for people right now is in this consideration of how we make our money. And as we come into a recognition of our, the value of our own life force and the preciousness of our own body and our own space, the idea of just working ourselves to a point of depletion stops being even remotely sane, even though it, it makes sense to a degree, but there's this way in which it's like in us, it just stop, stop being able to buy in on it because in my being, it's not, it's like, but I don't know how long I'll be here. I don't know what I'll have. So this way of spending my life force on a daily basis is, is important. And it's in fact, 
what I have and what I'm responsible to. And the same thing with our relationships, our love relationships, our relationships with our children, our lovers, our friends, our intimate friends, our students, our teachers, our parents, our siblings. You know, there's this funny this notion of the holiday season is is hmm. it's interesting to me because I understand instinctually why it's a season of like gathering, feasting, and festival of lights. Because we are in right now, we're in right now, like four weeks leading up to winter solstice in the Northern Hemisphere, and then four weeks out. We're in these eight weeks of long nights and short days and in places or rhythms of winter, uh, a quieting and in some cases bone chilling exposure. I often say if you don't know how you're feeling, just look at the trees. So it's like these winter trees with their branches out and you can see their structure and it's like all the, all the feathers all the plumage <laughs> is has faded away all the tall grasses are are laying down or wilted and you see the body of the earth you see the stones that in summer are covered in greenery stones the bones of the earth bone truth And the bone truth can be so liberating and so brutal and so kind and peacemaking. Like it can be all of those things, sometimes all at once, sometimes in a very much kind of core, core thematic way. I've been just in the past like few hours like right in my like raw healing space that I'm feeling called to share with you right now. I'm not sure how like coherent or useful or you know, any of that stuff is, but what what's coming up to be shared is oh, I had this shift in me, this like clarity, this like click, this and it's, you know, it's like that I had this uh, body, this lit, this like visceral, literal, I had body work and I'm like moving my body. I can feel the way in the, the tissues have shifted. I had a big release um, in the anterior part of my cervix and then I had a big release that happened following that in a body work session of these planes of fascia, these planes of fluid, these waves of movement and waves of grief. 
waves and waves of grief. And as a result of that, you know, that spaciousness and my prayer, when I'm in those spaces, my, my breath, my focus is pretty simple. And it's, it's this understanding that there's a way that we get tied or tight or tense in a pattern that is different than our most exquisite, divine, radiant, body wisdom, optimal self wants to be. That our body knows, that our spirit self knows what our truest alignment is. And so my kind of, I don't know about focus, is this, my invitation over and over to myself in, in body work when I'm receiving is this surrendering of the habits of tension to the wisdom and the healing potential and the optimal expression and form and structure. So even the invitation to have my body and have my being shift so that it's different into a whole nother way entirely beyond the realms of, of limited known, like why not? Right? Like if that's the space and that I can trust in my core vibrating body sense that all of that potential is there. And so that all I need to do is breathe in, let go of what was and invite the, like the truest, wisest to unfold and to reveal and to take shape and to express and to become. So that's what I'm doing. And that's what I'm allowing really the doing is really the choice. And then it's this, this active surrendering. And so as this, my heart, as I feel into the back of my heart and I feel into the front of this, my spine and the fluid and the tissues there that were previously compressed to one another, tight and not moving, like in a fascial bind, like you could, I could draw a picture of how they were stuck together. And now there's this movement, there's space between the spine, between the heart, there's interplay, there's fluid, there's fascial movement that's happening even right now, like as I, as I speak, as you listen to this more movement and breath and fluid is, is becoming available in me. And in that, I'm feeling shy about it and I'm like having a moment of feeling shy about it and then being like, oh, remember <laughs> the show is called Vagina Talk, Sophia, and it's your show. Remember, like, let's like also weave in that cervix bind that I was talking about. And I was doing a combination of self-pleasuring and listening in my body and like a, 
I've been in this process of my pelvic pain was so intense. I couldn't like physically touch myself. Um, getting turned on at all was really painful. And so it's been this process over many years of kind of confronting. That's <laughs> how it felt at first. There was just this like, I just have to show up to it and edge my way back into this territory that was just like locked down. And so I would just meet the lockdown and, and, and meet what was there. And, and a lot of pain, a lot of anger, a lot of anger at the patriarchy, a lot of like get out. I did a lot of literally screaming, get out of me, get out of me was, this was like years and years ago. Now, 2015, there was like a chapter of, I would, um, I would use water and I would just like lay down and let water pour over me. And it was so painful and I could breathe into it and it, it wasn't, I could, I could find the edge where it wasn't painful. It was just touching my pain. And that's a really important distinction And, uh, so yes, really important distinction. Cause I wasn't doing things that would hurt me. I was doing things that were gentle, but then I could feel all the pain that was in my body. And so I would worked my way back into my body through the planes that I had access to. So my pain was where I could find myself. And then the pain would open up and there I'd find the rage. And then the rage would open up and there I'd find the grief. And then the grief would open up and there I'd find the acknowledgement and the stories and the assumptions about who I am and what I was supposed to be doing. And waves of waves of clearing and clearing and clearing and clearing. And so it's really like a time of excitement for me that I get to have a practice with myself that also is pleasurable now. It took many years to get there and uh, and a lot of, of different work and different focus. And one of the things, this is like kind of, I'm trying to share with you, is that one of the things that happened was there was a time that's just beginning to shift now where even the pleasure, kind of like the pain um, was something that I kind of had to touch in on and I would like feel it just like the pain, like all the, all the different sensations I would like feel into it. And then I, I could only take so much and I would like dissociate. And so there was a little bit of like rushing or getting through or abandoning, um, like starting and then being like, okay, that's as much as I can handle. And the fact that when I'm connecting with my body now, I can slow down to just feel sensation just to feel like just to feel not even to feel like is it painful or does it feel good or does it feel this or does it feel that but just to feel physical sensation with my breath and a sustained connection to my body is 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 new for me now at this point 
there's a part of it that feels like a returning to myself from my like teen years uh, and there's also a part that feels completely unprecedented and it's 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 slow like all of it is is um, a tender like a, a tender practice for me and and it's getting sexier which is you know like meaning it's like also like feeling good and feeling sexy and feeling something that I can begin to kind of yeah I don't know I'm like I'm like I don't maybe maybe <laughs> yeah so that's so just being I just want to kind of how do I both celebrate and honor this like sexiness that I'm feeling and also recognize like how tender the space is and I think maybe what I do is I can say I feel like I'm the sexiest I've ever been in my whole life in my life and I feel more sensual and embodied and I have like a sexiness and a sexuality and a vitality that feels risky to walk in the world in but I'm doing it and it feels good and nourishing to myself like I have that and I'm in this very like step-by-step like you know like let me slow down and breathe and like how much can I like stay present and not dissociate while I'm making contact with my own body right like this is like it's like very it's very it's very focused it doesn't it doesn't quite have a sense of um like I think what I'm I think the part that I like am looking forward to is having a sense of of levity and ease and 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 like uh, playfulness and flexibility like that part of myself um like a like a a vital active like that um I'm not it if it still feels a little it's like very intentional you know um and yeah I don't know maybe that'll maybe I mean things move fast so maybe that's just right around the corner but the point is so I'm in this like you know, and it's, it doesn't feel like an either or. It doesn't feel like I'm going to get there and then lose this intentionality. I feel like all of this has been a process of expanding my ways of feeling and experiencing myself. So I'm adding things <laughs> more than like getting over and moving past things. Like I have an ability to be present with pain in my body now that's different than it was four years ago. And there's a way that I can be with my breath. And all of those things are like ever expanding, like in every, each one of those is like constantly growing. So sure. All of that to just kind of give some context. So I'm in this place and I've, I've felt this bind, this physical bind at the front of my cervix. And I felt these ties this bind and these ties that affected all these other people like more than I could ever keep track of and I had that moment of clarity of when I release this bind it's going to affect the way that I relate which means it's going to affect everything in my life because it's going to affect the way that I relate to everything in my life and when I shift in such a foundational way all of those things are going to shift. And 
right? That's what we're doing. That's what we're here. Like, it's just like, I have that moment of just like leaning into you of just being like, right. I mean, isn't that what we're doing? Like, isn't that what we hang out and talk about doing all the time is like being willing to like do that and like keep shifting those foundational ways so that what the experience we're having is, is, is different. Yes. The answer is yes. And it, it had one of those moments of like, oh, this is big. And it had one of those moments of when this releases, that spot in my spine is going to shift. And those, that spot in the ox, in my occiput, the base of my skull and my headaches are going to shift. Like I could feel, I could feel the bind wrapping up my body. And I could feel that when I let it go, that all of me was going to unwrap and unravel. And again, this question of like, am I willing to be that sane? Am I willing to unwrap and unravel those tension patterns and be so sane? Yes. And so I sent blessings in every direction to anyone and everyone that would be affected by this shift. Like prep people as you can, care for people as you can, people, things, myself, just like ease and blessings in the transition. And then I just kept granting myself permission and then the body opened, it shifted, released, the bind released. And then I went just a couple hours later and laid down on this bodywork table and had all this, like all along my back and spine and neck and arms. And it was just like, all of that really moved. And one of the things that I've realized in the past, this is where I was, this is what I was about to say, and then I gave you all this kind of context. One of the things that I've realized is that who I loved and how I loved them, and like how I loved who I loved. <laughs> love present tense <sighs> I came to this place of really asking to want differently which you know as I sit here in this space is now there's a softening in me that feels like a permission and that was present too it felt scarier yesterday like I didn't know how I could ever it feels a little scary to say I'm going to say it that I could ever I'm noticing I'm like it's so tender you know it's just like 
we all just want to be loved. Just as we are, you know? But could I ever really just be loved? And the answer is yes. 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 And the miracle of my life now, like right now, is that I have these relationships, these deep, intimate friendships where I am revealing, and even here in the podcast with you, like my, I think everywhere, like I, and in the intimate relationships, I get the intimate feedback, <laughs> which is different than what just the courage of like broadcasting, of being myself with less and less filtration and less and less control of myself and to just be that which I think for many people I don't know how I know people do experience me differently it's true <laughs> sometimes I think I try to comfort myself like oh I haven't changed that much but I both have and have not and they're both true but I have this space of being like stepping into this and just being like okay and like risking it all and then having the chance of experiencing people say like yeah I'm down like I'm not I'm not not down I'm down and especially living on the road and going to and from different places and like living with people, you know, like being at day four and being like, okay, but like now I've been all of this for like, like, are you like that deep vulnerability of like, am I still lovable? And this clarity of like, I'm only going to believe their yes if I first believe a yes. And so I'm having this deep experience of like loving myself enough to believe the people that are loving me, love me, and sharing enough of myself as I am so that the person that they're responding to, I'm feeling like really is me. You know, like when we project or do this people pleasing or like hold back who we are and then people tell us they love us it's so hard to trust that because we're like well but it's like I haven't really been me so like how much can you know that you love me and I don't think we do that consciously I know I didn't do it consciously like I've been one of the most boldly authentic and true to myself people that I've been always and yet there's this like these just waves, these binds, like coming undone where I'm just like, I'm just this, like I'm only getting weirder. Like, and I love it. Like I enjoy me. And so the courage to say like, I enjoy me. I enjoy my company. And this is that place of like, this is that past like 12 hour shift of just like, let me want and let me be attracted to and let me like build and collaborate and connect with a 
people who have cultivated that in themselves and so can meet me there. In some ways it's simple. It's like a peer, you know, and it has this way. It's like, it has this way of sounding like hierarchical or like, but I don't mean it that way. Cause I think it's a combination of preferences and just being honest. Like if everybody can be honest, like I'm not everybody's cup of tea, like, and that's all right. I just want the person who's like really into my cup of tea. The people are really into my cup of tea to like be in, in, into it, you know, and to be able to say like, I'm really into it, you know? And for me to be like, this is, this is me and like brew the tea. That's me and not like try to add a bunch of shit to it or try to like cover up flavors or leave things out. It just like comes back of just being like, it's again, it's like, how am I willing to be that sane? Like, am I willing to just, when I want an intimate connection with someone again, like friendship, sexual, uh, like deep collaboration, creative process, like whatever it is. But if there's going to be this like intimate connection, like how sane is it to just present yourself as you are? Like how sane is it for me to just share myself as I am? Like, these are my quirks. These are my gifts. Want to hang? Like, that's so sane. (sighs) Yeah. So... like I could say lots more things in lots of different directions and I kind of feel like that's a good wrap for me for the night (laughs) maybe go play a little music or just sing myself some songs and then put myself to bed and let this healing like keep healing. And I wish that for you. Because I know that you're in this like tender turn to like admitting who you are to yourself and letting yourself fall in love with you and then believing that other people could love you too. And maybe you already have that and you've listened to me talk with loving compassion and witnessing and I say thank you for that. I appreciate your presentness and generosity. And maybe you feel like it's impossible. And you couldn't even ask the questions. And what I can say to you is that I used to not even ask the questions. I didn't even know I thought it was impossible. I was so busy 
taking care of what I could take care of and getting the love that I could get. I didn't have the space to feel into me. I know I know that we're already loved. And the most like true, trustworthy, simple, like quiet, loud, stone bear tree I just that hot springs exist on this earth <laughs> I think that's that might be like, <laughs> that we have a breath all of that majesty so I invite you to join me in sanity, being you, loving you, believing, and letting others love with you. I see a world where sanity is equated with things like function and health, sustainability. And the things that are crazy and wacky get the space that they need to move and be without causing harm supported safe spaces where we listen and act on that same deep knowing especially for ourselves that we have access to it that we know it And I'll say this too, which is like some days the bucket is sanity and care and some days lots of extra oil and a hat and like warm fluids on the inside is sane and care. And it's our ability to hear in the present moment and then the courage to act on that. That's where the magic happens.
Thanks for being with you, with me. Thanks for being with you. <laughs> That's what I want to say. Thanks for being with you. I do this because I gotta. It's sane and nourishing for me. And I celebrate and really am grateful that it can feed you and remind you and connect you to yourself in any way. I love that. I'm grateful for that. So take care of you. Let me know if there's anything you want to let me know. Take care, my friends. We'll connect soon. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it. And share the love with a rate or a review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at SophiaWiseOne. Uh, or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wise One, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the beast news and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. Y'all know you need to hear that, though. You know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. Yo, I'm so excited about Vagina Talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.